on today's show. An update on the James Harden situation. What's the latest with him trying to get traded to the Clippers? And I re-watched the Tuesday night preseason game, came away with some different thoughts. And I did say in the last episode that Marcus Morris is not going to be in that starting lineup, but not so fast. Going to be talking about it all on today's Locked On Clippers. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the Clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Vizieri, born and raised in L.A. and going into my 19th season as a Clipper fan this fall. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more L.A. Clipper, L.A. sports and NBA content. And Locked On Clippers is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, where I want you to to let me know what your thoughts are on the James Harden situation at this point. It's becoming entirely a distraction, in my opinion, to the beginning of the season for us. And part of me says, get it done or don't, sooner rather than later. But you guys know my stance, is already, as I've already said so many times, is don't. But anyway, in this episode, I'm going to bring you the latest on James Harden. It feels like every day we're getting a report that doesn't really mean anything, but at the same time means something. And then I did rewatch the game, as I promised I would, to see if I noticed anything different on Tuesday. So I'll be talking about that a little bit, including something about Terrence Mann that really kind of bothers me, but at the same time also makes me very thankful and happy. And then I did say on the last episode that the starting position that fifth spot was going to be definitely between Robert Covington Nicholas Batum and Terrence Mann but that actually remains to be seen according to Ty Lue's comments post game that I did not see when I recorded the Wednesday episode of this show so let's get right into it with the James Harden stuff Now, an article was released on Wednesday by Sam Amick of The Athletic, who seems to be the guy that's really reporting on a lot of the details of this whole James Harden Clippers saga. And again, the one guy that's holding up the negotiations, Terrence Mann. The Sixers want a first-round pick, really two first-round picks, right? Matching salaries and Terrence Mann. That's what they want. But Terrence Mann is the holdup, as well as the second first-round pick. The Clippers don't want to trade either. They would be down to trade one of their pick swaps, but it doesn't seem like that's super satisfying for Daryl Morey. The Clippers have already said they're down to trade one of their unprotected first-round picks, according to all the articles. But that second one, plus Terrence Mann, is what's holding up the deal. I don't blame them at all. Now, a ton of people that are not Clipper fans, and even some that are Clipper fans, are saying that the Clippers are not serious by having Terrence Mann, a player who only averaged eight, nine points a game last season, for James Harden. That, that's the reason that, he's, that the trade is being held up. For an average player, 
versus a star who averaged 20 and 10. But the thing is, they don't, I think they're very, very much missing the point for several reasons. One, I've said this over and over again, but you need players like Terrence Mann around stars to win a ring. Even if you bring your stars together, you want someone like Terrence Mann around them. So let's say you trade Terrence Mann for Harden. What the team is going to be missing is guys like Terrence Mann. And the front office seems to understand that. That they know that Terrence Mann is a championship role player. You need him around stars like Kawhi and Paul George. And taking one of those kind of glue guys out of the fray may be more important than not having a third star. Some people might disagree. Some agree. I personally think we need Terrence Mann because our defense at the point of attack is already a concern. And trading him for Harden would be a real big hit to our defense. Also, just the one of the only players that I can rely on that's going to give me hustle every single night, that's going to give me everything they have every single night, and shot 38% from three last season, is one of the best cutters on our team. We have a very stagnant team. Another, Also, another guy that does not need the ball to do something. And you want those kind of guys around stars. Guys that can play off your stars. That guys that can play off the ball. Guys that can find a way to impact the game without knocking down a bunch of shots. That's Terrence Mann. So, the, another big reason is what Terrence Mann means to Clipper fans. If you don't think that that's part of why he's not getting traded, then you're also delusional. And so some people might say, they got to stop caring about feelings. I'm afraid there's more to it with James Harden than just him being a better basketball player than Terrence Mann. They're thinking fit, and James Harden is not exactly a guy that's going to come to your organization and has a reputation of being the easiest guy to work with from the top down. And it's the top down. You have to understand, it's not just about what he feels like on the court. It's about the front office thinking, Do are we going to have to deal with this kind of drama in a year for, a year from now? Or in the future, because the front office ain't going anywhere as of now. They're thinking, we're, we have this job for the foreseeable future. James Harden, he has not been a guy that organizations have really liked negotiating with towards the end of his tenure with teams. So Terrence Mann, it goes beyond basketball, in my opinion, why they're not really trading him. Now, the article also states that after months of discussions between the two teams, and by the way, James Harden was a no-show at practice on Wednesday and has not shown up to anything Sixers-related since Saturday, according... It was either Saturday or Sunday, according to Shams. Yes, Sunday. And is known to have been outside of Philadelphia and in Houston, James Harden. So it seems like now he's really kicking it into heavy gear that he does not want to be in Philly he feels like Daryl Morey betrayed him by not giving him an extension. And he is going to make their lives absolutely miserable till he gets what he wants. Starting by not showing up to preseason and practice anymore. But the Sixers, they figured that as time has gone on and the Clippers still don't have their guy. And in this case, that guy is Harden that they would change their minds about Terrence Mann. But the Clippers are not changing their minds about Terrence Mann. They won't budge. I know how much 
Jerry West and Lawrence Frank value him. When Jerry West spoke in front of Clipper fans last year, he said the one guy that everyone inquires about is Terrence Mann. And he said he loves what Terrence does for the team. The Sixers thought that the Clippers would accept... I'm sorry, the Clippers thought the Sixers would accept an unprotected first-round pick, a first-round pick swap, and players to match the salaries, and man, but Lawrence Frank has reiterated that Terrence Mann would not be part of the offer. So I don't know if I said the Clippers expected them to accept that. I meant the Sixers expected the Clippers to offer that, basically, and they did not. Daryl Morey even thinks, according to the report, that the Clippers aren't serious about getting this deal done if they don't want to include Terrence Mann, a guy who, again, only averaged about nine points a game last season and, as we all know, was severely underutilized by his coach. Apparently, Maury even said, if you're going to make it this hard, why don't you... Like, if you're going to do this, why aren't you going to give us trade Chris, uh, Paul George? If you really want to get it done, why don't you just trade Paul George? And obviously, the Clippers were not hearing that at all so the stalemate is still a thing Harden not with the Sixers right now causing a scene missed the team's shoot around on Monday and missed practice on Wednesday so he is going to keep trying despite the fact that he's likely to be fined in the coming days to try to come to the Clippers what will the Clippers do James Harden feels as though that they've already fulfilled their end of the bargain with the trade a first round pick the Clippers apparently are trying to get another pick, first rounder, two package. And the Sixers allegedly want all those picks because they want to ship them off for another star to replace Harden in the event that he obviously does not want to play there at all, which he doesn't, it seems. And it doesn't look like it's fixable. I wonder what would happen if the Sixers offered him the extension now and just said, look, I don't want to deal with this anymore. You were good for us last season. Let's go. But we will see. It doesn't seem like they want to do that. And this might continue. But let me know what you think about the situation. I obviously am very happy that we're not budging for Terrence Mann. I don't want James Harden even for the cheap. I don't think that he's a guy that makes me more confident that we're going to win a championship. He makes me more confident we can go to the second round of the conference finals. But ultimately, I'm thinking championship. And even though our odds in my eyes are a little slim, whether we have Harden or not, I would rather root for a team that I like and a team that I believe has better balance and less complication of who's in what role on a given night or what's going on on a given night in terms of shots, touches, all that. Plus, James Harden, it's beyond what happens on the court. I don't fully trust him off the court, culture-wise. But coming up, rewatch the game on Tuesday, had some new observations, and more on Terrence Mann. If he is not going to be traded... There is something that needs to happen. Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about the Jace case. Right now, there are so many things going on in the world. Things that are very, very hard to explain. And you need to be prepared for any situation that you might be in in life where your health might just not be at its best. And there's an emergency situation where you're going to need a life-saving antibiotic. And the Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat 
the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And now you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. So if you don't need azithromycin tablets here in this Jace case, then you can customize it and get what you need. Jay's Case now offers customizability for your Jay's Case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. And Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. In those recent efforts, they added ivermectin as an option in the Jace Case. Go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount. You can even buy a gift card for your family or your loved ones so that they can get a Jay's Case of their own. The promo code again is locked on at jasemedical.com. Get the Jace case today. Thanks for making Locked On Clippers your first listen every day. Every dayers tomorrow on the show, going to be talking about the final preseason game for the Clippers. I will be in the building again on Thursday night. If you see your boy, give me a holler. And I'm excited to talk about the episode on the Friday show. But let's talk about what I noticed from the rewatch of the game on Tuesday. To be honest, not much. Not much different. Everything I saw in person, I was basically seeing on the TV. In the beginning of the game, when we weren't really creating much separation, if you recall, we were tied at 25 after one. The Clippers were getting really good shots. Russell Westbrook and Kawhi Leonard, when they get the ball in the post, they will often see a second body. And you know what that means? Someone should be open. A lot of times it's going to be the low man coming to help, meaning the center. Because they're you know naturally, if a guy is posting up, they're around the basket. The center will be the closest help defender. So a lot of times they'll try to rotate over a double. If you noticed on Tuesday, Zoo was doing a good job of flashing to the middle of the key when that was happening so he can get right into the line of vision of the post player, whether it be Russ or Kawhi, and then put on, put up that little one-handed push shot. That has improved over the years and is going to continue to hopefully improve for Zoo. but he got a couple of points that way, and I liked seeing that. As I said, Kawhi was off to a cold start. Paul George, before he hit his flurry in the second quarter, was missing some open shots. So nothing concerns me about our offensive execution or anything like that. There was a rough stretch, though, with Norman Powell, his lineup in the game. Remember, in the regular season, we're likely going to have Paul George or Kawhi in at all times. One of them will be in at all times. So there'll be no situation where Norman Powell, if they're both healthy, of course, where Norman Powell is the number one score, number one option in a lineup. I think Norman Powell is fine for that when we're extremely shorthanded, but normally I would like him being the second option in any lineup, at least, you know, at the highest. And because the thing is, he really has total vision. He does not look to pass a lot of times when he's trying to score, go to the basket. And as a result, he'll get himself into some trouble like he was getting into in this past game. A lot of jump passing and a couple of turnovers that quite frankly, he needs to be better about going into the season. But Norm will be the second option in those lineups more often than not with one of Paul George or Kawhi staying in the game, so I have no problem with that. Bones, Highland, he and Norm, like if they're your two best players in the lineup in terms of scoring and all the shot creations coming from them, because there was a lineup, right, 
where it was Rocco, Terrence, those two, Bones and Norm, and I think Zubats. And in that lineup, I mean, of course I've said you want to dump the ball to Zub, make him more of a go-to guy this season. But Robert uh, Robert Covington and Terrence Mann, they're not guys that are going to create their own shot. And that's totally fine. Terrence Mann sometimes, but it's not anything consistent. That's fine, though. You need guys that are not always going to do that as well. Norman Powell and Bones Highland can do it, but when they're staggered in the regular season, it'll be a lot more of a clean look. You'll get more of Norman Powell off the ball, working off the catch, and then occasional on-ball, and then coming off curls, doing all that good stuff. So I'm not worried about what I saw in that regard. The defense was very solid, especially in the second quarter, but I will say I did notice there were still some moments of preseason effort. Guys not jumping to contest, guys not putting hands up, Mainly Nicholas Batum and Paul George in the starting lineup. A couple of miscommunications coming as a result of those two. Sometimes when the Nuggets would get an offensive rebound and there was a scramble, Paul George would kind of be in no man's land, not really getting to a body. Nico Batum, remember very early in the game, he was not sitting in a defensive stance, and Reggie Jackson just really, ole defense as they call it, just drove by him and dunked. So... Nicholas Batum, from all the things I saw on Tuesday, especially on the rewatch, he definitely should be coming off the bench. I think Robert Covington looks a lot more fresh, a lot more athletic. And Nico's just kind of at the end of his career. It's coming to an end for him. All great things must come to an end. And Nico has had a very solid career and a very solid Clipper career. And I want him to have another good year this season, but it'll be in a reserve role. Now, speaking of a guy who I don't want to be in a reserve role and probably shouldn't with the way we are holding on to him as if he is the savior of our team, which he was one night in June 2021, but Terrence Mann, if the Clippers are really holding Terrence Mann this highly in terms of their his, how they view him value-wise and not trading him, having him be the holdup, in a trade for what's going to turn you into a super team with higher expectations and probably a more potent offense with one of the best offensive players in the NBA, you better play him. You better play him the minutes that everyone's been asking him to play, 28-plus every single night. You should probably start him at this point. There, There's not going to be any excuse this season for Ty Lue to not play Terrence Mann enough after all this. You are not just telling Clipper fans that you value him highly And Sixers fans, you are telling the entire world of basketball that you love Terrence Mann so much, that you think he is that valuable, that you won't trade him for Harden. If you think that's the case, you better play him the minutes that he deserves. 28 plus, there's no excuse for it anymore. It's going to make Ty Lue look ridiculous if he doesn't. All I'm saying. Because if Terrence Mann still doesn't get those minutes and he's still being used like last season after the rust trade... And maybe we should trade for Harden. If we're not going to use him, that means we don't value our point of attack defense that much. That, we don't, that means we don't value having a cutter and an off-ball guy that much. So then we should trade him for Harden. We'll see. I'm hoping and I'm f- feeling like Ty Lue has learned the lesson of last season and it's going to play him a good amount, but we shall see. But coming up, speaking of that fifth starter, I believe it was between Terrence Mann, Rocco, and Nicholas Batum, but after the game... Ty Lue threw a little curveball at me. Going to be talking about what that was coming up. 
I got to tell you a little something about FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. NBA season is set to start. The World Series is right around the corner. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so to end off, I was thrown for a little curveball when I saw one of the tweets from former guest on Locked on Clippers and Clipper beat writer Joey Lynn when someone apparently asked if the final starter is going to be between Rocco, Terrence, and Nico, and the guy said, not necessarily. So there's either two things going on here. Either one, he said not necessarily because of the possibility of James Harden being that fifth starter. That could be a thing. And when I say that, I don't mean that Ty Lue knows that we're getting Harden or something, but he clearly knows what's going on and the negotiations that are taking place, and he's leaving the possibility open that he's going to be James Harden's coach, in which case he would be the fifth starter. Then there's the other possibility which is that Ty's just trolling because he doesn't want to give away his cards before the first game. What I'm curious of is on Thursday, because all indications, especially with Marcus not playing at all, indicate that it's going to be one of those three guys, Rocco, Nico, and Terrence. He started each of the three in the first three preseason games, which makes me think, unless we get a curveball that Marcus Morris is starting on Thursday night, whoever starts on Thursday... That could very well be our starting lineup for the opening game against Portland next Wednesday. I will be very in tune. We are one, I believe it's not going to be any different in this game, one half for Kawhi, Paul, and Russ. We are one half away, knock on wood, of no injuries to getting Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to opening night healthy for the first time as starters in a Clipper uniform. We need that. I need nothing more than opening night to have Kawhi and Paul in the starting lineup for the first time because they have never started a home opener together. But yeah. So I wouldn't take the whole not so fast thing too seriously. I was just saying it because I don't want to be giving you inaccurate information. If he said, if one thing was reported, And then after the game, he kind of said, no, no, not so sure. And I came on the show and said, it's guaranteed. I need to walk that back. So my mistake there, but I believe he's bluffing. I think one of those three are going to start. And I think you're seeing the indications of that in the preseason. But let me know what you thought of the episode. Let me know what you think of the latest with James Harden and how you feel about the whole situation. I asked fans at the arena, and I'm going to keep asking them how they feel about getting him. And most are against it. But there were some that said, if it's for the right price, they're down. Let me know what you think. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA Clipper, NBA, and LA sports content. I just filmed the vlog of the game on Tuesday. Go check it out if you want to see what the fan section was like that I've been referencing so much. 
and how fans are feeling going into the season. Locked on Clippers, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe and hit the notification bell so you know every single time we post a video. The only five-day-a-week Clipper podcast. You already know the deal. Thursday night, hope to see a lot of people at the game. I am excited. Maybe we'll get a little Jokic and Murray. We'll see. The age-old proverb continues. Go Clippers.